Welcome to the first part of this four-part story, The White City, written by Patrick Neat and read by me, Brian Blessed. Part One, The White City. King Philippe stood on the ridge above the White City, just as the moon rose over the rocky outcrops on the far side of this man-made valley. This marked break of up was Philippe's favourite time. Philippe knew nothing of beauty, but if he had, he might have thought this the most beautiful thing his young eyes had ever seen. The tide of light that washed the city below in its cool gaze reflected off the pristine white structures in their symmetrical corridors, and called the smooths to work from their hidey-holes in the surrounding caves and woods beyond. Tonight, however, Philippe was pensive, and his eyes were fixed on the far end of the valley, where Electric Mountain was still growing, and his one-time bud, Baby Lonnie, busy building his own little empire. Citizens were now defecting almost daily, more than twenty so far, including seniors like Solly and Junior, and Randa, of course. They went over to the exile with all his promises of good grub, even though they knew there was no way back. Philippe shrugged. He couldn't really blame them, because baby Lonnie could be quite the charmer when he chose. And besides, every dude needs to nosh. Philippe scratched his head, turned around, and looked off down the long tarmac that stretched to who knows where. He blinked and listened as hard as he could to see if he could make out the chug-chug-chug of Louis's old motor vehicle. Nothing yet. With the moon now high in the sky, the up's work was begun, and the smooths were lugging all the fruits of yesterday's labours to the side of the tarmac, sweating and swearing with the toil of it. And the timing of this cycle was an ongoing frustration. Since Louis would only ever come around this hour, it had to be like this. The smooths would work throughout the up, salvaging motors, pipes, bulbs and ceilings from the latest consignment of white skyscrapers. Then, when the birds began to cheep with the first light of day, they would squirrel them away to their stashers in the caves before they heard the great rumblings of the ogres, metal monsters, which arrived with the rising sun. Only when the ogres were long gone, with the closing of Oop, would the smooths re-emerge from their hideouts, bringing out their scavengings for King Philippe's vetting and then Louis's consideration. You see, nobody wanted to be around when the ogres entered the city. Those gigantic beasts with hairy lips and chins and hands big enough to squash you like you were a ripe piece of fruit. Once, a mouthy little character, who went by the name of Cripple because of her lame left leg, hadn't limped for the shadowed safety quite quick enough, and was spotted by an ogre who caught her by the wrist and dragged her into the midst of his fellows. The other smooths watched from the rocks, transfixed. Hey guys, the ogre said. Look, I found myself an urchin. Cripple screamed that they had to let her loose, but the ogres just looked at each other completely amused. What's he saying? said one. Anybody recognize that language? Another knelt down and still towered over her like a tree. He smiled so wickedly with 
watching Smooths felt their stomachs somersault. You better come with us, little miss. Okay, he said. You better come with us. The ogres bundled Cripple into one of their metal monsters, and she was never seen again. Philippe recalled how powerless he felt when the ogre's monsters sped off down the tarmac. If he couldn't look after the citizens, then what kind of king was he? From the distance, Philippe finally heard the familiar sounds of Louis' motor vehicle. He checked down to where the smooth stash was stacked and saw Chinky, his closest consort, puffing on a sick and watching him closely. He smiled at her. She always looked so full in her ripped skirt and her grubby t-shirt with the American writing and the big tick on the front. She smiled back. You all right, Majesty? He nodded. Sure. You reckon we're going to get good stuff off Negro tonight? Uh, Smooth's getting kind of starvacious. Philippe sighed. Hope so, he said. Negro was what dudes call Louis because of his skin. So matte black, it seemed to swallow light. But Philippe, who was the only one who ever spoke to him, always addressed him by his proper name. Louis' three-wheeler eventually pulled up and its owner dismounted. Evening, Majesty, he said. Despite the full moon, Philippe still saw his teeth and eyes way before the rest of him. Only when he got a lot closer could Philippe check him out properly. As usual, Louis stuck out a hand and ruffled his hair. The king hated it, but what was he going to do? The dude may not have been an ogre, but he was still twice Philippe's size, and then some. The story was that Louis had once been a smooth in White City himself, but Philippe, who had a longer memory than most, didn't believe it. The two checked out the salvaging side by side, but Louis was already shaking his head. I'll take the motors, he said, but the ogres don't want the rest of this rubbish no more. Philippe felt sick. What was he going to tell the citizens? It had been the same for several cycles now, and they were getting kind of panical. Why? he asked. Just the way it is. Louis loaded the motors into his trailer and handed over a box of turning veggies and a small sack of rice by return. Philippe felt his eyes begin to prickle. That's it. That's it. We're starvacious, the king protested, hungerized. Louis sighed and fetched out one more browning cabbage. Best I can do, he said. Then he reached into his denims, produced a small pack of baccy, and grinned broad and beaming. They rolled up and sat side by side on the tarmac. Kills the appetite, huh? Philippe pulled hard on his cig. Not really. He offered the pack back, but Louis said, Keep it. Head rushing from the smoke, Philippe plucked up his courage. You going up Electric Mountain? he asked. You gonna deal with baby Lonnie and them? Louis nodded. Sure, he said. They got what ogres need. Even after Lonnie broke rule number one and you helped him do it? Louis glocked his teeth, and Philippe immediately knew he'd gone too far. Not my business, Majesty, Louis muttered, and flicked his half-smoked cigarette. Philippe would have salvaged it, but the dude ground it into the tarmac, dispersing every shred of backy. He was making a point. He remounted his motorcycle. See you on the up. 
Right, on the up. The marketeer sped away on his three-wheeler to hook up with baby Lonnie and his dudes. He pulled up next to Electric Mountain. It was now so tall that its summit was almost level with the tarmac, like it was climbing out of the valley. Baby Lonnie and them had some good stuff all right, but Louis did his business double quick. Whatever he said to
Takes time, sex shapes the body, true shapes the mind. Candlelight dinner, fish and chips with the vinegar, with a glass of cold stout or wine, or something similar. Sell the English Channel to the Italian Peninsula, or strong pheromones with cologne enhanced the stench of her. A chance of romance, I'm deep into her, don't let her fall. Always remember us, don't marry him. No, 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 don't marry him. Don't marry him, don't carry him to paradise Don't let them throw the dice, don't let them throw the rice Don't turn my soul deep into the poltergeist His heart turns cold like it was so nice
I thought that we were more than just friends But it just seems like things Just ain't the same since you walked away Tell me what did I do To make you so blue I guess this means that we are through So I'll just let you
Sista jägarna blir jagade ut ur vår skog, det är nog nu. Räv i jakt på rävars vista jägarna blir jagade ut ur vår skog, det är nog nu. Och det brinner. Yeah.
been to the Isle of Pete The late night walks were just us two The simple things you used to care I see your place but you're not there Never thought we would see L.A.N. Why can't we get back to being We'll be right back. 
that take me up and sing naturally catching the wind a soft breeze must be a way of mother earth to say we deserve a break from the dirt washing away whatever hurts feeling on your skin needing everything you don't need you won't see when you close your eyes yet surprisingly wide is the vision of the blind with a whisper and a sigh flowers tell you their secrets their power is
fear spreading like green locusts Things ain't always as they appear, please focus You need to take notice, learn fast, prepare precocious More books, increase the dosage Escape your mind before it closes Wake up and smell the roses Send a whole row of love emojis To those who chose to hold you down Don't look back Don't look back That still you wanna wait for that green light switching Roll my plans in between that street light flicking Hold your hands eyes, palms out before giving Whatever world you're in, all of them all living I wanna see the stars turn to sunrise My queen with me and all of Zeus pick me Whatever life give me, I stay blessed with no matter if the stress got you pressed against the wall There's an exit The rest is investing I guess love is all I'm left with
Thank you. 